Hi. Uh, ooh, that was loud. <laughs> One more time. Welcome to part one of the Queer Mind, Body and Soul podcast. Uh, my name is Sarah Hannigan. Um, my pronouns are she, her. My artwork is self-sovereignty, the only wire torso that I know of at the moment. Um, and yeah, I'm here with... Hi, James. Uh, James Cody. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And my artwork is one of the video pieces. It's the... Uh, well, the name of it. Queer is your right. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of it actually. Yeah, uh, it's Queer is your right. The uh, video piece. Uh, it's an interview with uh, yeah with with a great uh, guy I know, uh, Jason Pope, and he speaks about his uh, trans experience uh, in relation to how his parents helped him through his transition and passing it on now to. Hi, my name is Victoria Pekarska-Daly. My pronouns are she, they. My artwork is the big, colourful origami mess at the back called DNA. Um, and yeah. That's so we're going to be covering a couple of things. Um, we're going to be talking about Goshka. We're going to be talking about the gallery, our involvement in the Like-Minded Project. But I think we should start about talking about our individual pieces. If anyone wants to share either like their process or what it looks like. Not a very visual medium podcast. <laughs> Victoria, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. I can hop in. So as I said, my artwork is the big colourful mess at the back of the gallery. Um, so it's 186 origami hearts on 30 something pieces of string. And the hearts are colour coded to do with the various pride flags that there are. So I think there's lesbian, bisexual, asexual, aromantic, lesbian and the general um, gay pride flag. Um, and my process, and inside the hearts, I should mention, are little words to do with the community, positive and negative. And what it's supposed to resemble is a DNA chain, or like a strand of DNA. That's the same thing. But um, it's supposed to show that no matter how you intent on saying something, queer people can mis misinterpret it, and they carry it around in their hearts, um, and it's also to do with the fact that being LGBTQIA plus or, you know, or part of the community, if you don't have a label, is, um, I've forgotten what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, it's a part of who you are. It isn't a choice. It's kind of who you, f what you feel inside. So, yeah, James, do you want to talk about yours? Okay, yeah. So uh, mine is five minutes long. And in it, we... Uh, talk to Jay uh, well Jay talks to us really uh, there's no interviewee it's just uh, Jay speaking about his personal journey and it covers a good range of topics mostly to do with uh, how he was respected uh, by his parents through his transition as he says himself at every step of the way and he covers his pivotal experiences from growing up with having such allying parents and this contrasts maybe with a lot of other uh, trans people's experiences in Ireland today. And he's just really helpful. It's really helpful to hear somebody's positive experience with allying parents 
as a sort of role model for how parents can help their uh, children throughout their transition, if they're especially if they're under eighteen, and because that can be a sensitive time, so it's important to yeah uh, be nice to your kids. I'm so sorry about laughing at you. I heard a noise and I kept looking over Victoria. <laughs> I heard it too. Yeah, I just, and then I, I saw Sarah going. and it like set me no, off. No, completely. That's going to keep happening. I'm trying not to laugh into the mic and blow out people's eardrums. Um, but yeah, my piece is a little bit more morbid. It's called Self-Sovereignty. Um, it's about kind of, I'm just going to speed run through this for anyone who has like been in and read the label or went to our talk. Um, it's about kind of my experiences of coming out from the time I was like 12 up until now and kind of that journey of, first of all, being really happy and light and feeling really like empowered about my sexuality and oh, I get to love both girls and boys. This is really cool. Not everyone's able to do this. Um, to then that kind of being weaponized and used against me and oh, being um, called a slut or having like as a as a 12 13 14 year old having all these very like sexual connotations to who you have a crush on in your class can be really confusing and that is what I was kind of trying to express through this um oh I should probably describe it mm, that would make sense um it's a wire torso uh, it's made out of chicken wire um not from my chickens um, from someone's chickens, I'm sure. I'm sorry to those chickens. Um, it uh, also has a load of found objects. So they're objects that were like found from like my life, but I also wanted them to be in a rainbow colors. I wanted to be like a kind of subtle little pride flag rather than like a yelling pride flag. You know, it's a time and a place. I like my little subtleties. Um, <laughs> and then each of the objects uh, is supposed to have kind of be something that I'm hoping for or some kind of some some kind of something I want in my life. So there's like a little drop of water for healing. There's a little bit of lavender for, you know, anti-anxiety, a little bit of peace with ourselves, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, have a look, see if you can guess what they're about. We love that, love a bit of guesswork. Um, for anyone who hasn't been in to see the project yet, it was a collaboration between loads of different groups, between the National Gallery's Apollo Project, between Goshka, the President's Award, and more specifically, like-minded Goshka. So I think we should start off with there with our um, Goshka. So I'm going to ask um, used to. I was going to say everyone, but used to. Um, how did you guys get started in like-minded? Um, so for me, it was actually through school, which I now that I reflect upon it is kind of shocking because we're a Christian school. <laughs> um, but basically in TY, everyone does Goshka, which is the President's Award. And because of COVID, we were all kind of struggling to see what we could do for our community, considering we couldn't go out and we couldn't mix with people. So um, our pal very kindly suggested that there was this group called Like-Minded, which was for people who were creative, you know, individuals is what she phrased it as. So I was like, why not? I'll give it a go. So I signed up, went along to the Zoom on Thursday, and lo and behold, I am here now with an art piece in an exhibition. James? Yeah, so mine's kind of not as interesting, unfortunately. Uh, it's kind of simple. So a friend told me about it, uh, who was kind of thinking about doing it themselves in the beginning. And then, yeah, they it didn't suit them to do it, but I stayed on uh, and just went from there. It was great to be a part of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as James. It wasn't too interesting. Um, my friend, I think, 
Jer might have gone to their school, Clunter. Were you there? No? Evelyn? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, Maybe? She came the first day, actually. Sorry. There you go. I um, got broad the second day, I think it was. Are you and Evelyn in the same school? No, but oh. we were friends. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Just let the more you know. Um, yeah, I got brought by Evelyn. He was like, I was the only person. Come with me. I was like, yeah, okay, I will. This sounds cool. I'm a girl. Yeah, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. yeah. And I was, there was a whole gang of us from our yeah, school. So. Yeah. Um, I was a, an overachiever even at 15. And I was like, I'm going to start my goshka early. I'm going to meet the president's dogs by the time I'm in college. That was the entire plan. You have exposed my plan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was do the gold goshka, get to meet the president's dogs. Bada bing, bada boom, sorted. And then I kind of fell in love with the people and the vibe and the atmosphere and the fortnightly meetups and Zoom calls. And um, here I am in the me gallery. Me too. There's, the there's Zooms. Got me through the winter. My Honestly first year of college. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so piggybacking off of, that, off of that, would any of you guys recommend other people to start their Goshka journey? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um... I don't know, but it was the thing that kept me going through the third lockdown because um, one of my skills I chose was cooking. So that gave me loads of time to practice new recipes, albeit I did nearly burn the house down once, but only once. It's part of the learning curve. Exactly, Mm -hmm. part of the learning curve. Um, And then my other one was doing some yoga. So that kind of kept me active because I remember the two kilometers came back into place and there's only so much you see in your local two kilometers. So I was like, let's hop online and walk do some yoga and then obviously the zooms every thursday were my absolute saving grace because it was it almost felt like you were there in person Mm. it felt more in person than online school yeah there is Mm. definitely like a huge community especially within our like-minded group Mm. um even like uh, barely any of us know each other outside of like-minded but like (laughs) those those zoom calls and those meetups were like very close i think um for me i was doing this throughout like my third year uh ty no that's wrong maybe it's not anyway i was doing it for like throughout some tougher years than others and then true lockdown as well so for lockdown like it had that routine when i was stressed out it had that routine it was i know every like second thursday in the beginning then like every thursday coming up to things i was going to be either meeting up with people who i liked and who accepted me and supported me through like all the crazy things i wanted to do or i was going to be on zoom call doing my little what do we call them check-ins answering some very strange questions what's your favorite animal <laughs> what dragon are you today well, to get those answers back from the you know, the people in the exhibition yeah oh, didn't we yeah. ask them would you want to fight a chicken sized horse mm-hmm. or horse sized chicken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. there's always a little bit of room for craziness i think in our group which oh, is yeah. is just lovely so yeah if you are thinking about doing goshka don't think just do go for it like the worst that happens is you're like oh can't do this do you know what i mean and yeah. you can there's like it's such it's such a welcome and supportive atmosphere in Goshka. You know, there is really something for everyone to do. It can be like really heavily adapted. So I think it's, it's great. Just meet the president's dogs. And in some emails you get from Goshka, there is a president of Michael Lee Higgins. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of Michael Lee Higgins and mm-hmm. his dogs. So that mm-hmm. makes it entirely <laughs> worth it. Do it for the pictures of the dogs. Precisely. Pretty much. Pictures of the dogs. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would just clarify on, or not clarify, but to definitely agree with those uh, points about community and routine during the lockdown. Uh, Priceless, priceless. And in a wider sense, Goshka is as well. So 
diverse in what you can do for your award. Our exhibition and the like-minded group is just one almost a tiny little uh, niche in the sea of things that you could do, uh, the different groups you could be in, the different things you could do with your friends, projects, all this kind of stuff that you could do uh, that's completely different from what we've done and find community and fulfillment and get your Goshka Award through that. Definitely recommend. Uh, you can only go up from here, I'd say. And it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I think um, we were talking about this even when we were at Goshka headquarters and did our little video. Um, but it's really, I think, important to have a group and a community outside of school and outside of things that you spend like hours at that is really supportive and is there for you. Because like, even if you love the pre- people you go to school with, you kind of get sick of them after a little while. You need a new group. You need someone else. You need multiple groups in your life. You need multiple communities. Oh, whose phone was that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, back to our exhibition. Um, do you guys want to start with talking about ourselves or other people? What are we in the mood for? You want to be selfish? Mm. Hmm. Other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let's talk about other people. So, um, Victoria, what is your favorite piece in the exhibition? Other than yourselves. Self, selves. Selves. I think, I think that's right. But oh. um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a favorite piece because they all speak to me mm. in some way. Um, like James, your video, I brought my friend in and he had tears in his eyes leaving because he felt seen. Then... I had other friends who read Eli's poems and they felt connected. There was people who saw um, Sarah's piece and they were like, I feel so seen by this. And I'm the same. Like I could spend at least a full on 24 hours and discover things I hadn't seen and feel seen by the artwork, which to some people might sound silly. Like it's just pictures or whatever hanging on a wall. But no, it is so much more than that. It's a sense of you belong. Even if you feel like you don't, mm. you know that there are other people going through the same thing. So all of them are my favorite for different reasons because they connect with different. That's such a good answer. I'm jealous. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a really important point to make is that there is really something for everyone in this exhibition. Exhibition. Um, yeah, I think like that there like it depends like what mood you're in when you go in that you're like oh this one oh this one oh this one there's always something new that you're discovering you know um aesthetically though i have to say i absolutely adore bavian's the acceptance piece oh the, the yeah. series of four portraits uh adore could stare at it for ages love it love it so much there you go there's your shout out <laughs> um yeah what about you james well, I'm the same. I think Victoria just knocked it out of the park with her answer. I can. So, uh, what more to say? What more to say? There's a flavor, I think, uh, touching on what Sarah said, depending on what mood you're in when you go in. And it is, the whole exhibition is something to read uh, multiple times. And by read, I mean, you know, just as you go in, uh, look at everything and see things you didn't notice before. And it speaks to certainly me and I'd imagine other people too in different ways each time, even if it's the exact same piece that they're looking at, such as Rob's calendar. The blood calendar. 
<laughs> or the, the bloody, bloody calendar. calendar. Mm. Yeah, the, the bloody calendar. I think Rob's had some uh, kind of with the getting it staying upright. But anyway, um, so if, yeah, don't have, have a favorite. Uh, I suppose I like Rob's uh, bloody calendar because... That bloody it's calendar. Just, it's just a fun one to mention. Yeah. You have to. Well, I like, I like what he means by it too. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like what uh, everybody everybody's piece means and that it speaks to different people in different parts of the LGBT community. I think it's um, important to mention, just in case anyone listening hasn't been into the exhibition yet, there's a huge range of topics and expressions and... Um, and mediums. And mediums yeah. covered in this exhibition. If you like dance, if you like poetry, spoken word, art. Installations. Installations, <laughs> sculptures, paintings. There's something for everyone. Um, and there's also covering topics, everything from the blood ban to self-acceptance to like the use of slurs to there's like really just like a load of things covered in it. Um, so even if you're like, oh, I mean, I guess, but it doesn't really sound, just go. Just go, have a look, see. And then if you still don't like it, you can yell at us, but just go first. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you want people to, when they're walking away from this exhibition, what do you want them to take away from it when they, when they leave, turn their backs? I would hope that they never turn their backs, but <laughs> they can leave, but not turn their backs. Um, I hope that they learn something from the exhibition. Well, not learn, but just kind of have something to think about and maybe see what they can do to help make the world a more welcoming place and just as I said just have something to think about because I think that was one of the main things when I was creating my piece to to let people you know originally I wanted them to open the hearts but now I've had to go and open them a few times but just for people to go and say for example like the code word do you listen to girl in red for people to go away and think about that and says well how come we can't say like straight out, are you queer? So I think just something to think about would be what I hope people take away from the exhibition. That was a really weird way of saying it. But. You got there. I'm proud of you. You did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I really want, I suppose it depends on the person. That sounds bad to say, but like for anyone who's in the LGBT community, whether they're out or not, I want them to be able to feel a sense of belonging to this exhibition, to feel like they are a part of it as well. Because I think... Like in many ways, we did this for other people. We didn't just do this for ourselves. There was an element of we want to show people whether you're out and proud or whether you're still like in the process of coming out or still like in the closet. Um, we want people to know there is a welcoming community out there. There are groups that are nothing but positive. Um, there are people that will accept you for who you are and have gone through a lot of the same experiences that you have. Like it's not... Um, a journey that you have to do alone. There, there's no need for that. No need. Um, and then for anyone who's an ally to the community, again, I want them to be a little bit more educated, have some a little bit of pause for thought, you know? Um, but I want them to enjoy it. I want them to go around and be like, yeah, I like that. Precisely. You could do that again. Go for another lap. What about you, James? Or two more. Yeah, another lap, exactly. <laughs> um, so I feel similarly uh, for that it's for everybody, the LGBT plus community and allies, whether old or young, of any background, that you don't have to do it alone. And you're certainly not doing it uh, 
for the first time in the positive sense, you know, uh, it's your experience and this is it, but that others have come before and others will come after and you're seen and accepted no matter what. Do you guys think you learned anything about yourselves in the process of making this exhibition and making your pieces? No? <laughs> no, 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 we learned no, nothing. No. We learned nothing. <laughs> no, not, not one thing. Um, except maybe, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> that I, that working over Zoom suits me, actually. Uh, that was kind of, yeah, that was good in a way. Of course, there's the colloquial Zoom not requiring, uh, you know, anything other than pajamas uh, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, as well, I think I learned about myself, importantly, that I'm uh, a lot more resilient than I would normally think. And uh, there's that lovely Winnie the Pooh quote that I kind of forget right now, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it kind of goes something like uh, you're you're more resilient than you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Victoria? Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I learned that I was a lot more resilient than I thought I was, but also personally, I learned that it's okay not to know who or even what you are. Like, it's okay to not know your pronouns. It's okay to not know your labels. It's okay to just be who you are and take your time in figuring that out. Like, don't let other people tell you, oh, you're definitely trans. Oh, you're definitely bi. Like, you are who you are and no one else can tell you that. So I think that was also a really, really nice thing for me to learn during the process of this. We found our Winnie the Pooh quote. Um, Promise me you'll always remember that you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Yeah, that's That's so cute. It's, It's an adorable one. I do love it. I love that one. I am a fan. Thank you to Kate for sourcing so quickly. (laughs) um yeah I think I learned a lot about um obviously like myself and like reflecting on the past couple of years because often we're so like busy just being like the next thing the next thing the next thing it's I don't know when's the last time anyone here listening to has been like ah I'm very different to how I was even like eight months ago that's really weird and to see that evolution of yourself I think also I learned that it's okay to see that to evolve and to be constantly um changing your understanding of who you are because who you are is going to change especially like we're all teenagers I think probably basically we're basically all teenagers I am still a teenager there we go I got it right we're all teenagers like it's I'm I'm in the midlife crisis of a teenager vibes 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 so like that's the thing though you know there's a lot of questioning that goes on when like you're a young adult there's a lot of questioning that goes on when you're still trying to explore who you are and especially I think when you're LGBT you like have a lot more exploration to do because it gets hindered by other people's assumptions and other people's opinions I think that was something I learned and then also how art can be used as a tool for healing that was something I hadn't really considered before I like dove into it and was like ah why am I so affected I'm creating it but it was like affecting me in a way that I'm hoping that it'll affect other people you know so yeah that's kind of what I got out of creating my piece and the deeper understanding of myself that I got. hate to brag. Uh, (laughs) uh, There is one more question. Yes. Art. Guys, are you going to keep doing it? Or are we ignoring it now forever? Do you have any more projects lined up? 
Um, not currently at the moment because we're the second week into fifth year, so a bit chaotic. Mm-hmm. Gonna wait till Fair. everything settles down. Surprisingly, I did not choose art as a leaving cert subject, mm-hmm. but definitely I will be creating more. Like I would absolutely love to do more flags and add them to the collection, although that would require more rainbow wool and a bigger frame. So if anyone knows where I can get those, please drop me an email. (laughs) Um, But I would absolutely love to expand that and maybe even do more, like make it almost a walkthrough, like a waterfall. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What's that like ramen noodle like exhibition? Yeah. I I saw that photo and I was like, I have Mm -hmm, to do this mm -hmm. in some shape or form. Gay. Precisely. Gay ramen. Exactly. (laughs) You have discovered my secret. Pretty much. I think that'd be a vibe. I like that. That should be um, the gallery's next project, I think. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we got a thumbs up <laughs> we got a thumbs up it's happening people watch this space <laughs> what about you James? Uh, definitely yes definitely going into second year of my film course and we're going to be well we're going to be handed assignments not handed assignments we're going to have to do the assignments but we're going to have to do assignments but outside of that as well I'm definitely going to keep creating and trying to make a little non-fictional pieces kind of like the ones that I made that can help people and stuff and outside of that yes I do have aspirations for kind of expanding what my piece is into something bigger and longer that can go to uh, short film festivals or something like that something like uh, Gaze that's on at the moment in The Lighthouse they have a great lineup. You should check that out. <laughs> but I'm not involved. I'm not involved. I swear. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So definitely creating more. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think um, I definitely want to create more, but mostly because I'm a very stubborn person. And if I don't have to buy something, I will not buy it. So um, <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, I've just been making incense holders for my friends and just the most cursed ones you can imagine like eyes glazed over type of incense holder. You didn't see that. Um, whatever, incense holder. <laughs> so that was my, um, I bought a load of clay for my project. So I had loads of leftovers. So oh. I was like, gonna, gonna make something with it. So that's what I did. I would um, like an incense holder. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Getting orders. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely feel like, um, I like the, art that's functional as well I know my piece is very much not functional she takes it she took up a lot of space um but I really like the idea of art that's functional so that's currently I think what I'm kind of working on um working mostly just I'm making clothes at the moment just for the crack Mm. you know we like it um I have one very lonely canvas that has been sitting in my room for ages so how I currently want to tackle that is I cannot draw people cannot draw faces cannot do that never taken like a realism class in my life so mm, mm. but what I want to be able to do is represent a person um without using like their face so uh-huh. the things that remind me of them the things that are them to me so that's my uh, we'll see how it works out I will be very interested yeah. to see how that turns out it's yeah. very much has a high chance of being just a strong mess but on the off chance it's less of a mess than I'm anticipating watch the space um we love art. We love making art. We love the process. We love the healing. Here, here. What was your least favorite part of making your pieces? Paper cuts. Mm. The paper cuts. Mm. 
agony. No. This whole myth that the Vaseline, paper fights back. Yeah, it does. The whole myth that Vaseline like makes it less sore, not true because like it's very impractical. You cut yourself, so you like stop and you put Vaseline on it, and then you realize Vaseline is after getting on one of the hearts. Mm. So it's like, do I stop making the hearts and lose track of my progress? Or do I take off the Vaseline and persevere through the pain? Mm. And it was like, persevere through the pain. Blood, sweat and tears. Literally. That so piece was blood, blood, sweat and tears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of the same boat as you. Chicken wire fights back too. Mm. Um, how I made it, it's a, like it's a torso. So I had based it off like my own torso. Um, and like it kind of like laced it up like a corset in the back. Not great. I wouldn't recommend. Not ideal. <laughs> I had like little cuts all down my arm for so long from like trying to like reach into the thing and like fix the wire and like trying to twist it and all this jazz. So yeah, blood, sweat and tears. That was pretty much my least fondest part, but it's also pretty funny. I like it. Looking back on it, it's funny. Yeah. At the moment, not so much. It's definitely part of the process, you know, fighting with your art. There's something very poetic in there. Oh yeah. Just deep down underneath the plasters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, least fondest, no plasters uh, involved, <laughs> except the ones on my soul. Because uh, looking back, of course, it is much, um, what do they say? Uh, it is a lot more uh, Le on Rose looking back. But at the time, uh, casting and putting together the schedule for actually filming the piece and asking, reaching out for people to be involved, putting myself out there, being like, could you do this? You know, uh, I'm not going to pay you. I don't have any money, but <laughs> would you mind, please? And doing that for the first time on the biggest scale that I've done. Yeah, uh, stressful. you got to believe in yourself and that what you're putting out, what you're asking for, that the script you've written is worth it and has merit to it and put that out. And yeah, uh, that was so much more confidence. Like, emotional than mine. I was just like paper cuts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> violence. Yeah. And James was like believing in myself. I was like, oh. ah, wow. <laughs> I didn't have any, you know, uh, physical injuries. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> just emotional wounds. That's you know? the deeper ones. Um, uh. Yeah. Is there a fondest memory for you guys? Fondest memory was probably when I it was maybe like the fourth or fifth Zoom meeting that we had because mm. I didn't know anyone in person. And, you know, sometimes when you kind of just join a group, you're kind of like, do they like me? Should I even be here? What happens if they all hate me? What happens if they throw rotten tomatoes at me when we meet up in person? It was I was debating it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to leave. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. I'm here to stay. You can't get rid of me. Um, but just kind of the fondest memory was either knowing that these people were actually very welcoming and were very happy to have me here. We're actually meeting everyone in person for the first time because it was like, oh my God, you look so different. Oh my God, you're like taller. Oh my God, you're like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And it was like, You look so wow. different out of pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got that at least twice, but anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so probably that was my fondest memory, either meeting everyone for the first time on Zoom and feeling properly into the group mm. or meeting them in person. Because everyone is just so amazing. <laughs> what about you, Jens? Oh, I love that. And yeah, I have to say, fondest memory is the community of it all. Uh, finally, meeting everybody outside of the square little boxes of Zoom 
and just getting on so well with each other and being, you know, for some reason it didn't feel too real on Zoom in a way. And then meeting up with all the amazing people in the group actually and saying, yeah, you know, of course we accept you. That doesn't change. We, were, we did it on Zoom and they were doing it in person. And we're just here and we're here to stay. And I'm sure, you know, there's going to be friendships that come out of this that last many, many years and get up to great things. So that's my favorite piece. Yeah. I def- domination. yeah. I definitely think like the community aspect of it and the solidarity in the group and the support in the group, like from our leaders, from our, like the other participants, like there is just so much like good vibes, just so much good good vibes vibes in the group. That's definitely something that I will treasure. But insofar as like my actual piece, I think definitely like my fondest memory from that is when the inspiration strikes. There is nothing better than that. When you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. There's nothing better than that moment me figuring out how to fold origami for the first time. <laughs> I was like, how do I do this? And then turned out, I was like, yes. yes. Well, when that, you finally get the direction. My, my paperwork uh, with the log sheets, you know, no idea what they are. If you haven't done like no a film idea. course, no. it's, it's just paperwork. It's uh, very unexciting, except to me, of course, for getting it right the first time and keeping it dry on my way home. Cause it was raining <laughs> on one of the days of the shoot. So, Getting those together just makes the oh, the paperwork it's so much easier. And you this doesn't make any sense to anybody not in kind of filmmaking ish. So I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Is that when you do like the storyboards and you like draw it out or um, am I completely wrong? No, no, it's like <laughs> it's less far less exciting than storyboards. It's a sheet of paper where after every single piece of footage that you record and audio, you write down the like Jubilee Jubilee clip name <laughs> oh, and the clip okay. name of the audio every single time. And so when you're editing, you know which goes you can which. just look at the piece of paper and you don't have to like hold your camera in your hand, like flick through the, and flick it. Gets, that's a good one. Then you can skip it and back and forth and then you don't remember. It makes it so much easier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else anybody wants to add? Any comments, questions, suggestions, queries? <laughs> oh, lots of queer. I remember that was like mentioned at like one of our like first Zooms. Yeah. Someone went, any questions? Any queries? And what we were all <laughs> literally just like, One oh of the my very God. first meetings back when the group just started. Um, was it Jerry or Marion who said it? It was Marion. Yeah, I think it was Marion said like accidentally was just like, any queries? And we all just burst out <laughs> laughing. So, so we joke never between us. A lot of grow, a lot of love, a lot, lot of, of love for everyone involved. Yeah. A lot of grow. Good vibes all around. Good vibes, literally. Oh, yeah. Come and join in the good vibes. Yeah. Come to the gallery. Literally, nice. come to the gallery, book if, your tickets online. They're free, which is yep. like the best thing ever. Yes. If and you get nothing else out of this, come to the gallery. Yeah. Yeah. See it in yeah. person. See the bloody calendar. The See the wire calendar. lady. See the cascading hearts. See all our bloody hard work. <laughs> <laughs> See all the blood, sweat, and tears, guys. Yeah. See Quite if it was worth it. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. See if you learn something. Yeah. Let us know. Do. <laughs> what are our hashtags? Hashtag Apollo Project and hashtag Queer Mind, Buddy, and Soul. Use that. Pro- probably. I think so. I think so. Maybe. I think so. If not, use we're those. We'll it. find you. <laughs> use those. We'll find you, and we'll say thanks for either being nice or we won't say anything if you're mean. 
Oh, go follow Gashka on TikTok. What's the what is it? It's like name? like-minded Gashka or something. Like-minded underscore Gashka. Hype up the TikTok, or else. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get to go, if you go to the exhibition, you get to fill in our funny, funny questionnaires uh, about the animals and yeah. also important things that we'd like to know about your experience with the exhibition too. Actually, que- question for you guys because oh, we haven't me? actually, in general. Go on, sir. Would you rather fight chicken-sized horse or horse-sized chicken? Ooh, chicken-sized horse or horse-sized chicken. Horse-sized chicken, I'm thinking. Chickens are pretty dumb, right? I'm pretty agile. I could swoop in there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just like to tame it. Yeah, fair enough. You know? Like, I might be vegetarian. I'm I'm vegetarian, so I don't know if I could kill it. Mm. You know, it might go against my moral compass. I'm not entirely sure. Depends, Depends how much I like the chicken. But... I'm not against having a horse-sized... No, chicken... Well, giant chicken. That's yeah, a pet. horse-sized that's, chicken. That's the one I picked. I picked the giant chicken one. And then, you know, if I get giant eggs out of it, I get giant eggs. Exactly. I oh, sell yeah, them. Uh, I become a millionaire by age 30. It could work. I'm seeing this. It's a plan. Yeah, that's Honestly, my Honestly, I might join you on that trend. Yeah, that's my answer. Giant chicken. James? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm definitely the opposite. Uh, I would love my little mini horse my uh chicken sized horse to uh i don't know like little kind of a like a really tiny dog like a chihuahua or something but it's a horse <laughs> and so we just have fun together we frolic it's great <laughs> i couldn't imagine anything else victoria it's now kind of torn between both <laughs> <laughs> it's like i could get not not to be a supporter of capitalism but like i could get rich Age 30. Um, I'm just saying, giant eggs. There's a market for them out somewhere. Horses don't lay eggs. But it's a giant chicken. But also, Chickens lay eggs. But also, I want to frolic with a tiny little horse. You could frolic I do with like a But then I have horse. a dog. So it's like, mm. could I not just do that with my dog? You do have the dog to frolic with. So, mm. But a horse is, is different because it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> James really advocating for horses really here. Is. It's that a is, debate now. You're really giving me, I don't know if you know the, the Goose Girl painting downstairs. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's uh, the vibes I'm getting. Just a nice little wander <laughs> through the bluebells with your little mini horse. I haven't seen the painting, but I'm just thinking of Ophelia from Hamlet. That doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear it's more wholesome. Okay, yeah. more wholesome. I'll take that. More wholesome. Okay, that's. I'm going to stop imagining things now. <laughs> I'll just go more wholesome. Let us know. Are you team rich by 30 or frolicking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> um, so just thank you very much for listening to our wonderful podcast, if I do say so myself. Um, make sure to check out all the socials we plugged. So I think that's Gashka underscore, like-minded underscore Gashka on TikTok, hashtag Apollo Project, hashtag Queer Mind, Body and Soul. Definitely follow. get follow them on Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely get involved in Gashka if that's something you're interested in. And once again, thank you to my brilliant co-hosts, James and Sarah. (laughs) And yeah, thank Uh, you for listening. Thank you to all the uh, unseen, unheard people in the room. Thank you to Jer for her phone interruptions. (laughs) Thank you to Kate for the less phone interruptions and the good phone interruptions. And thank you to Mark for uh, helping us produce the podcast. The most important job, I think. Definitely. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.